Welcome to the Richard Blackby Leadership Podcast, helping people take their leadership to the next level. Brought to you by Blackby Ministries International. Last week, if you were listening in on our podcast, I had Bob Royal with me, and we were talking about spiritual leadership coaching and why everybody could use a coach, at least at some point in their life, and had a great discussion about what coaching is and what coaching is not. And uh, it was so good that we have Bob back this week and want to just uh, do a second part and uh, bore down a little bit on just what coaching skills uh, are and, and how even if you're not perhaps a professional coach, uh, that still you, some of these skills like uh, being able to ask insightful questions and being able to listen at various levels uh, could be very, very helpful, whether you're a, a parent, whether you're in management, or just a friend, uh, someone in church who just wants to be a better a blessing to the people that you relate to. And so uh, we're going to have Bob back. Bob, uh, welcome back. It's good ba- good to be back with you. We, uh, we, You're our first guest uh, in the studio with us, and you were so good we had you back a second week. Well, maybe we can uh, correct all the mistakes I made last <laughs> time. Yeah, we, I, surely we can do better than last week. So, <laughs> um, but uh, let, first, uh, maybe just a little, uh, uh, just for information's sake, uh, our ministry, Blackaby Ministries International, uh, does offer a coaching workshop twice a year in the Jonesboro, uh, Atlanta area. And tell me, just in a kind of an overview, what kind of people attend this workshop, and uh, and what do they learn when they attend? We have had hundreds of people go through this three-day introductory workshop. It's an interactive workshop where people not only learn about but also practice uh, spiritual leadership coaching skills. The kind of people who have been there have included pastors, executives, business executives, nonprofit leaders, denominational leaders, uh, people from all walks of life. We've had people who realized that they needed to take their own parenting skills to a higher level mm-hmm. and thought that uh, that uh, some coaching skills training would help them to connect their own children uh, to the activity of God in their life, to improving uh, their own relationship with them. And it's worked, it's worked very well. Yeah, I know, uh, I know at least uh, a couple of uh, women that uh, were working with other women and just wanted the skills of being able to coach them in a more effective way. Uh, and uh, it's always fun just to be sitting in and watching. Uh, you'll be teaching uh, for a little bit, and then we'll break up, and they'll practice what you've just been uh, talking about. And uh, always very interesting. You can find those uh, dates on our website at uh, blackaby.org and go to the coaching section. At times, we'll offer the the workshops as well. We've done it in uh, New Mexico and Maryland and North and South Dakota and just various places. Um, right, and, four, and uh, four, about to be five different countries. Yeah, uh, and places like as far as away as Australia and uh, places like that and uh, Africa. And so... Great. I, I, I'd recommend anyone who works with people. It's definitely uh, very beneficial, very, very, uh, very helpful and just real practical kinds of skills. Uh, so don't I, I've had some people say, well, I'm not really a professional coach or a pastor. 
and I'd say that doesn't matter. If you if you're a parent of teenagers, you probably need to know how to coach, and so right. it, it, it could be very helpful. When you think about it, what areas of your life could benefit from being a better listener? Yeah, and listening at deep levels of of connecting what God's doing to another person's life, to learning to instead of give answers to ask questions that set people free. Yeah, wow. And uh, all of us, obviously, could benefit from that if you relate to people at all. Well, we also have a a new book that came out last year called Spiritual Leadership Coaching uh, that uh, contains a lot of what we teach. It's it's probably not as good as if you had us in person, but but this Spiritual Leadership Coaching book, it's uh, it's a labor of love that uh, you and I in particular put a lot of time into, and uh, and we've gotten great, great response uh, mm-hmm. from people who've read that, and certainly, obviously, people can get that from our website or from uh, Amazon and other places, so uh, that's a great start. If you can't make it to a workshop, pick up this book, and um, we'll have uh, the information on that in the show notes, but uh, Bob, let's uh, let's zero in on a couple of the, these skills in particular, uh, and you know, one of the things, uh, maybe we talk about... Um, uh, listening, first of all, and uh, you know, I I was trained to be a pastor, and and a lot of that training meant that I I wanted to try to have all the answers. I people when they asked me to to meet with them, uh, go for lunch with them, they would present a problem, and then they were waiting for me to have some spiritual insight, some scripture to reference, uh, and so even as people were talking. My mind is racing about okay. What am I going to say when they finish talking? Uh, what uh, you know, silver bullet answer can I give them that will just they'll just be blown away by my insight and profundity that I just right away had just the right answer for them. But uh, I wasn't really taught nearly as much about listening. And you you have an interesting take on that. It, it multi level listening, not just one level. But you can actually be listening at several different levels. Uh, so tell me a little bit about that, what that looks like. Right. Well, first of all, uh, listening is different than talking. And uh, it, it, it's really kind of interesting. When I taught at the seminary, I uh, taught a leadership seminar. One of the aspects of that, I would have someone sign their name. Everybody can sign their name. And then I'd ask them to put their, put their pen in their opposite hand and sign their name. And it's such a laborious process to try to do that. Uh, for, for many pastors, like you say, who are used to, to needing to have a word to say, it is an awkward feeling. And, and pastors do listen. But, but to listen at a deeper level uh, is, for many people, many leaders, is, is not the go-to skill for them. Yeah. It's more the speaking, having a word to say, like you said. But for one of the things we do is teach four levels of listening. And uh, people experience it in somewhat of a comical and humorous way as they pair off and practice these different levels of listening. One that's a little unusual is what we call uh, self-talk or listening to Noticing that whole conversation that goes on in your head Mm -hmm. as you're having a conversation with someone. It's hot. I'm tired. I'm bored. 
uh, that person has an eyebrow sticking out of place. Why did they wear that? You have all of this uh, kind of distracting conversation going on that gets in the way of truly hearing. Hmm. And the reason why we we introduce people to this is so that they can take those thoughts captive to obedience to Christ. Uh, if you're not aware of it, then it can tend to drive you. Hmm. But when they're aware of the distraction, distractions and can consciously put them aside, and then they can focus in more intently. Hmm. A second level of listening is surprise, noticing what the person's saying, huh. the content of what they're saying. And we, we take people through an exercise where they have to repeat back as much of everything they heard in that conversation as they could. And uh, you have, and, and everybody says, can I take notes? And we say, no. <laughs> hmm. And, and they're, so they're very intently listening and then doing their best to, to recapitulate what had been said. And that, that is a skill that can be honed and developed to a higher level as we learn to really pay attention. How many, how many of us have gone through a conversation and, and we nodded at the appropriate place, we made good eye contact, we facial gestures and so forth, then walked away and a minute later, we couldn't remember the person's name, we couldn't remember much of what they talked about in the details, and so paying attention to content is, is another Level. You know, and I think so many of us could identify with that, Bob. And uh, and I, few things are probably any more demoralizing than someone pouring their heart out to you, and then you by by the next comment you make, making it clear you've not really heard what they're even saying. Uh, right. And, and, and yet, you know, I've also watched you just even in the coaching sessions, uh, not only ask great questions, but your the response you give indicates that you have heard at a very deep level and the way you respond often reveals how carefully you've been listening because uh, if you ask a question that's totally disjointed not hard to even connected at all you're still way on the surface they were giving you an answer that was taking you deep and you respond with another surface kind of response or question immediately alerts that person you're not listening and if you if they don't sense you're really listening they're not going to take it to the deep places. And of course, if you're trying to, if you're trying to coach a teenager and you, you get your child into a conversation, but you're really not listening, you're, you're more just formulating your own response when it's your time to speak, uh, it won't take long. Before, uh, how many parents have said, well, my kids just won't talk to me? And, and oftentimes, at some point, they did try talking, but they caught on that you weren't really listening. And I, I'm convinced that for someone to truly be heard at a deep level, has a healing quality, hmm. all its own. Hmm. And uh, we have a quote in the book uh, that, that masterfully talks about the value of true listening. Hmm. And uh, when I listen without agenda, when I listen deeply, when I listen, uh, and we'll talk about this between the lines, and when I do a kind of co-active listening where I listen not only to the person, but I'm present and available to the Spirit of God to prompt me and speak words or prompt me with questions, then, then something really powerful happens. Hmm. And uh, something else I think that is somewhat distinctive for our coaching is that if you're a coach and you're listening to what the person is saying, 
you're also listening to what the Holy Spirit is saying at the same time. And so even as the person is speaking, you're, you're hearing what they're saying, you're, you're focusing on that. But at the same time, the Spirit of God is also whispering into your ear and saying things like, this isn't the real issue, <laughs> or they're, they're exaggerating, or they're, uh, you know, the, uh, probe deeper here, or this is just the, on the surface, there's more here. And so you're, you're, it's dual listening at the same time. And so that, that is also a skill that needs to be developed and honed because the Spirit of God, of course, knows exactly what the issue is. The Spirit of God was there during all these events that they're recounting to you now. The Spirit of God knows what the truth is, and the Spirit of God knows the truth that could set this person free. And so you're relying very heavily upon that. And, of course, there's atheists who do leadership coaching, uh, and they can ask some good questions, and, and they can help you in various ways, but they don't have the Holy Spirit available in the coaching process, and that makes an enormous difference. And so I, I watched you model that of you're listening to two conversations at the same time, which, which takes some practice and uh, some uh, preparation for that to happen. Right. The third and the fourth uh, skills in listening, uh, the, the third one is listening between the lines. Mm -hmm. And many of the coaching uh, training programs will talk about that. Uh, they'll use different words for it. But noticing, uh, noticing their mood or their tone of voice or energy shifts, uh, you, you have an excited uh, animation in, in their voice or the countenance or something that suddenly shifts and they, they are downbeat. Hmm. Uh, the way they breathe, the way they hold themselves, whether their shoulders stoop, whether, whether they find themselves moving as if they're trying to turn away from you, which means they don't feel safe. Hmm. That's the between the lines. Uh, but most coach training stops there. And when... When you are recognizing, as has been brought out so well in experiencing God, the ways that God is already at work in a person's life, the ways God speaks to them, the way God invites them, and that his invitation leads to a crisis of belief uh, that requires faith and action, those are all spiritual dynamics that uh, not just a skilled person, but someone who authentically seeks to walk with God and be available to God in that coaching moment, uh, recognizing that it's God's voice, not mine, hmm. not even the client's that matters. Mm -hmm. uh, we, the subtitle of our book in Spiritual Leadership Coaching is Connecting People to God's Heart and Purposes. Mm -hmm. And that's what really matters. Yeah. Moving from, I thought that was a great subtitle. <laughs> Who came up with that anyway? <laughs> uh, you know, I and I have found, and you as well, that if you are in a conversation with people, whether it's a professional coaching setting or just a casual conversation, uh, people rarely, the, the presenting issue is rarely the, the real issue, the root issue. And I just found for a long time, if I asked how someone was doing and they the, the, the first response I sort of jumped on and tried to solve their problem. And if I'd listened to the spirit, he would say, don't waste your time here. This is just a symptom. This isn't the cause. And, uh, and too often I've focused in on symptoms 
And if I had been listening more carefully to the spirit as well as to the person, I would have realized, no, you keep probing here. This is they're they're offering you up some crumbs here, just to, to to give you an answer. But this isn't really the issue. And I find so many conversations, even between well-meaning people, stays at a surface level because we don't we've never been able to learn to listen at that multi-level like you're talking about. Yeah, I uh, and part of the issue is what agenda we bring to the conversation as coaches. Yeah, if I if I immediately have a sense that, oh, I know, I know what this guy needs, then I bring my own agenda and that can subvert w- the activity of God in that person's life. Yeah. I have over-assimilated reality. Hmm. I knew more than I actually knew. <laughs> well, and of course, if you've been doing it as long as you have, you've heard a lot of similar stories, a lot of similar journeys. And so, I, at least I know for me, I've talked to so many pastors, so many business leaders, that as soon as they begin telling me some of their issues, I can think of a dozen other people with similar backgrounds. And so I want to just go ahead and connect the dots and move to the finish line. But what you realize is, even though maybe a lot of the stories are similar, they're, they're, they're unique individuals with unique journeys. And if you if you don't listen to the end, you may make some wrong assumptions and assume, oh yeah, I... I've had at least a dozen people with the same issue with their child or their wife or their husband. And, uh, and so this is the answer I gave them and it seemed to work. We'll just jump to that answer. Uh, but we haven't listened carefully enough to understand the nuances and the particular issues that's unique to them. And that's where you find the really great coaches. Uh, they take time to listen thoroughly. Uh, right. And coaches can, uh, uh, like I say, subvert that when they bring their own agenda, but they also can sometimes the the coach training that is offered out there teaches these models. You ask this kind of question and then that kind of question, and they're so busy going through the steps of these preset questions mm-hmm. that they cannot operate in the dynamics of how God's working. Yeah. And then if I have my own agenda of what I think that person needs, then I, I have to hone, I have to rein that in and to be fully present with the person. There's a master coach who I uh, had the privilege of, of talking with uh, um, who I, I asked her, How, what do you do? Because very often a person you're coaching will conspire with you to make you responsible for their life or their answers. Huh. Yeah. And I said, what do you do when people just want you to tell them what to do? And she said this, I've never forgotten it. She said, I have a good many rich and varied experiences in life, but the one experience I've never had is in being you. And when she said that, I realized that's the truth. Mm-hmm. That if I, if I think I know the answers for this person because I've met five other people who were sort of similar I really haven't gotten deep enough hmm. to understand yeah. who that person really is. And uh, so I, I, I need the ability and the discipline to be present with them as who they are and not as the category of people I see hmm. them as. Twice a year, Black Bean Ministries hosts a spiritual leadership coaching workshop in the Atlanta area. The focus of this workshop is learning how to ask the right questions to help move people onto God's agenda. The next workshop is May 6th through 8th, and registration is now open. To find out more and to register, visit blackbeecoaching.org. Links will be in the show notes. 
Well, that's uh, that's great, and I, I want us to talk a bit about questions uh, because, again, I would just confess, I was trained, all my ministerial training and leadership training was preparing me to have the right answers. People look to me as the leader to have the answers, and I think if there's any area that I've struggled with in coaching, it is... I want I, I, I like closure. <laughs> I want things resolved. I'm a problem solver. So I, I just am not going to feel good unless we have wrapped this thing up and put a bow on it before we, we walk our separate ways. Uh, and the real temptation is to give an answer, isn't it? Um, to say, to just go ahead and cut to the chase and say it's, it's pretty clear that this is the issue. But, but I've watched you uh, as you've coached and you'll ask questions that just completely disarm a person and uh, not in a bad way, but just just all of a sudden bring insight and shine light that they've not seen before. And uh, I'll tell you what, there's just a huge difference between a good question and a bad question. <laughs> and uh, w- to learn how to ask good questions, I, I don't care who's listening to this podcast, we all need to be better at asking good questions. Uh, if you really want to have meaningful, deep conversations just with people in general, or you want to, as you interact with people that you're leading, uh, to be able to ask the kind of questions that just uh, enlighten them and inspire them. So what's the key to asking a good question and maybe a series of good questions? If I could just back up a moment. We, we teach uh, four sets of, of three different skills, 12 essential coaching skills. We have three relationship skills, three uh, awareness-building skills, three focusing and commitment skills, and three futuring skills. Those first relationship skills are building the level of trust that the person's willing to, to really open up to you. And we've talked about this already, of listening at a deep level. That builds trust. Mm-hmm. But also listening is really the launching pad for great questions. Hmm. When instead of getting a list of typical questions that I go through, I'm, I'm really fully present with the person, spiritually and otherwise, and I listen deeply, There's, it seems like inevitably the Spirit of God prompts me, ask this question, hmm. ask this question. And the best questions I don't know the answer to. Hmm. They're exploratory questions. They're open-ended they're, they're relevant to the heart cries of the person, and they come to you as you're present, as you're listening, as you're available, and when you let go of your own agenda for the person, and you're also fully present to God. Hmm. And what if when you ask a question, they don't respond right away? I mean, how do you—I know at times you, you're very comfortable with silence, where you don't let them off the hook. I, for some folks that are more talkers— we may ask a question, and then if they don't have an answer right away, we the temptation is to step in, isn't it? Right. Some of it comes to how we measure our own value as coaches. Hmm. So much of the world tells us that our value is what we can say or do. And when when we as coaches find value in asking questions and trusting God to bring conviction and bring insight and truth, then I, please don't take the word wrong, but magical things can happen. Mm-hmm. God just works in the creativity of that coaching moment. And so when I can ask a question that has sparked uh, 
out of listening. And, uh, and it just, you, you see their eyes open up and, and uh, insights, and you're paying attention to their body language. Then all of those things lead you to ask good questions that help set people hmm. free. You know, I, I remember years ago as a college student coming to my dad and asking him for advice, and he typically would respond with a question. Uh, you know, what does, what's God telling you to do? Uh, what, what do you sense God wants you to do? And, and at the time I was frustrated, I wanted the answer. I want to get to the, to take the shortcut, just find a guru that can tell me what to do. Uh, but that discipline of asking me questions, what he was teaching me was not to always rely on my dad for all the answers, but to learn how to find the answers myself. And certainly, uh, good coaches do not cultivate a dependence upon the coach. You know, as long as you've got me for the rest of your life, you'll always know what to do. But good coaching is not creating dependency, but helping people get their own wings under them where they learn how to process things. And they learn to ask good questions themselves and to hear the voice of God themselves so they don't have to constantly have their coach on rapid dial uh, every time that they face a new problem. Right. What a difference between uh, someone... Uh, saying, here's your problem and here's how you fix it. To someone walking alongside someone, praying with them, praying for them, asking perceptive questions, listening at a deep level, hmm. and, uh, and then celebrating with them the victories as we are building capacity in them. We all, for many of uh, the people I coach, they, they often almost know the questions I'm going to ask because mm. they've learned to self-coach. Mm. And yet there's, there's a great value in someone walking alongside to ask the hard questions, the insightful questions, to get them off that tunnel vision to seeing the whole picture. Mm. I'll tell you, the great leaders I've known have been people that not only could handle the hard questions but uh, invited them. Mm. Uh, I know a lot of leaders who don't want any kind of question because maybe they're insecurity, they feel defensive, but the, the really robust, strong coach or leaders are the ones that like to have people around them and submit themselves to folks that will ask those questions because they know that that's going to bring the best out in them. Well, as we just as we wrap this up, um, for those listening to this podcast uh, and they're inspired and they want to get out there and be better listeners, ask better questions uh, of the people they work with and relate to, what, what would be, you know, if, if people tune, you know, close out this podcast and say, okay, I've got a teenage child, I'm going to practice this today, uh, or I've got several direct reports that I have to deal with today, uh, what might be a, just a real practical way to say, just in the midst of my own leadership, how could I practice some of these skills that uh, I've been listening about today? Well, certainly, uh, just by paying attention, you, you realize that there's growth that you can have simply by listening better, hmm. leaving your own agenda behind. And, and instead of asking yes-no questions or leading questions that you know the answer they're supposed to give, ask perceptive questions that are open-ended, that are spiritually uh, perceptive, that uh, the person forms their own answers for. But uh, there are many ways that you can develop beyond that. As you've mentioned before, uh, we, we have a book, Spiritual Leadership Coaching, Connecting People to God's Heart and Purposes, that is out that would be a, 
something you could you could read and it has uh applicational based questions at the end of each chapter uh you could read that together with a friend and and help uh prompt one another to be better in these areas really the best way is is to join us in one of our workshops it's mm-hmm. a very uh small investment to make in becoming a better leader mm-hmm. a better coach a better parent uh, a better pastor. And I think it's one of the most affordable workshops. We've kind of compared uh, with other leadership ministries, and we've tried as hard as we can to keep it within reach of people financially. And it's fun, too. If you come to one of the ones in Jonesboro, uh, I'll be there. You'll be there. Uh, Brent Pyle, Brett Pyle will be there that uh, coaches with us as well. Uh, there's always some returnees that just enjoyed the workshop so much they come back for it again and yeah, i think uh, and, i think one of our guys has been back six times i don't know whether he's a slow learner or he just, <laughs> just but the truth is that we we don't what happens during these workshops as people are practicing skills they're actually coaching one another mm-hmm. and and god uses those opportunities to really make changes even during those brief three mm-hmm. days I know of one uh, ministry leader who said, I came here to pick up some skills, but God changed my life. Yeah, and I've seen that. And uh, I should say, too, as often as we can, uh, my parents will make uh, mm-hmm. an appearance. Usually the first night they'll come for to have dinner and visit with folks. People get pictures with them, talk with them, and uh, we usually have a Q&A with uh, them and just some real kind of uh, special moments uh, along the way in the workshop that are very memorable. And so we certainly want to encourage folks. Um, I just am just so convinced in the value of coaching. And we really didn't take much time uh, but to say if you come to the workshop and you really enjoy it and you feel inspired by it, we do have a certification process that you can find on our website where you can become a, a certified Blackaby coach and where you, you do some coaching with people, you get coached, you read a number of books, and uh, there's a whole process you go through, but then uh, you'll be listed as a Blackaby coach, and we may refer people to you to coach if they live in your area. Uh, and uh, you can get on some Zoom calls with uh, Bob and uh, just kind of keep up with uh, continuous training and, and updates. Uh, and so we have a number of, of Blackaby coaches now that uh, are really seeing God use them in a number of different ways that have been very exciting. And so for those of you listening at whatever level, if you just need to pick up uh, the book and uh, just look at those skills and ask God to help you be better at those, if you want to come to workshop or even be certified, lots of ways uh, to be impacted. Maybe you just want to contact your website and say, Bob, uh, how could I schedule some coaching sessions with you? I know you, you like doing them in person, but uh, you also can do them by Skype or Zoom call or phone call, a number of different ways to be coached if uh, people don't live in the area. And so certainly encourage folks, uh, and especially if you just know in your heart that you should be experiencing more uh, as a leader, whether it's as a parent or in your current job, uh, don't, don't just keep struggling along saying, I guess this will be the best that it will ever be. Uh, with a good coach and by the Spirit of God working in you, there could always be more. Absolutely. And and one thing uh, I would add to the training side, because we do coaching, we also uh, provide the three-day workshop and certification process. For those who find it valuable, uh, 
we've since 2012 we've been doing these workshops multiple times a year and uh, and even though I'm a credentialed uh, international coach federation coach uh, we haven't really sought that uh, credentialing or, or process, but uh, we've had enough inquiries from professional coaches and others who say, you know, I need to get these continuing coach education credits or I need to, I need to go through a training program that is, that is approved. Uh, so we, we did go through that process and are now approved to offer CCEUs through the International Coach Federation, mm. uh, both for our workshop as well as for the certification process. Yeah. And I uh, appreciate you doing that, Bob. We, that means that the, the professional coaching uh, certifications and so on, we're at that level uh, to, to be comparable to any kind of coaching provided out there. But uh, but also we've had a lot of people say, but it's the spiritual side of things mm-hmm. that you just can't get in most places. And uh, it's a great combination. We, we, we try to cover all the bases. And uh, so I, I appreciate you being with us today, Bob. And uh, hope, hopefully uh, this will just stir up some more interest, uh, whether it's just how you relate to your 13-year-old teenage daughter or whether it is working with people in the context of your work. Uh, learning these coaching skills will enhance uh, your relationship with others. And, and we hope that in the days to come, uh, people will seek out a coach and they'll develop some skills that make them better at working with people. Thank you, Richard. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If this is something you enjoyed, review us on Apple Podcasts and don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends. If you have questions or comments, please email us at podcast at blackbee.org.